0: Good morning, I'm Anna Marie and it's time again for Focus. This is a closer look at people, places and things right here in our own backyard. Today our special guest is Sheila Moore, the Chief Executive Officer of The Arc of Davidson County in Greater Nashville. Welcome. Thank you. Thank Uh, you so much. We've wanted to get you in here for so long because we know there are so many good things that The Arc
1: does and no one can tell it better than you. So what is The Arc and what do you guys do? Um, The ARC is a nonprofit organization and our our mission is to promote and protect and advocate for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities so they can live fulfilling lives in inclusive communities.
0: Fulfilling lives in inclusive communities.
1: How does the ARC do that? We have um, several different ways that we do that. We have a lot of programs that we run here in Davidson County and we are one of more than 600 ARC chapters across the country. Uh, and one of probably 15 in the state of Tennessee. We all do something different, but we're all basically have the same mission of working with people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. So our art chapter is more than 60 years old and we cover most of Davidson County and we do work in some of the other counties, but Davidson is mainly our county to serve. We have several grants from the state we have the family support grant that provides some financial assistance to people with disabilities or family caregivers who are providing care for a person with a disability we can offer some assistance with medications therapies maybe communication devices, home modifications, and things like that. We're limited on how many, how much funds we can give. We do um, independent support coordination, which is case management. We do case management for about 325 people. Holy cow. Yeah, and that requires visiting them every month and making sure their, their needs are being met and they're leading their own lives in a way in the best of ability that they can, Mm -hmm. and we're there to monitor that and making sure that all those things are being met. Um, The Bureau of Justice Statistics research has shown that people with disabilities are two and a half times more likely to be victims of crime, more so than people without a disability. Oh, wow. So we recently received a grant. It's called Victims of Crime Assistance Grant. Oh. And we can provide training to the direct service personnel around trauma-informed care, for clients with intellectual and developmental disabilities who have been victims of crime. Yeah. We can also provide support um, for that care provider to get them connected to the services, the person who has been a victim.
0: So the, the care provider is dealing with someone and they need to recognize the signs that this person may have been a victim of a crime. Like a robbery, like a sexual assault, like anything. Anything. Yeah. Anything. That's good that they have that, – that, mm-hmm. that is a great resource. I'm so glad you have that.
1: Yes, and, and like we said, people with disabilities are much more likely to be a victim of crime and then maybe, than a non-disabled.
0: And maybe not be able to let you know because about it. Because of
1: communication skills yeah. or just not understanding what's going on. Yeah. It may have happened, and they have been traumatized by that. hmm so it needs. we hope to be able to train the care providers, the direct staff, what's to recognize that something's different. Yes. And see if we can kind of get down to the bottom of what's happened and then get them the resources they need.
0: Give me an idea, though. Give our listeners an idea of what that means if you have a disability and you're trying to lead your life in a, how did you word it? Fulfilling, self-determined manner. Yes. What does that look like? You walk into the house...
1: Mm -hmm. What do you see? Well, the individual is maybe living with a roommate or a couple other individuals that have disabilities and they have staff in the home taking, assisting them, taking care of their daily needs. The person who's living a self-determined life uh, is making their decisions about what those needs are, what they want in the community, where they want to go, what they want to do. And those decisions aren't being made by someone else, they're being made by the individual.
0: My brother lives with my sister. He has cerebral palsy. And the state pays for a caregiver to come in a few hours a day. But the rest of the time, it's just the family. And so I think there will be families who are really excited to hear that there's another resource. Because I didn't realize that the ARC even did that.
1: Yes. We do that with the individuals that are being served through a provider that the state is paying for. Okay. Got you. So it's a service to our, our state. Um, so your brother, the state is probably paying for that person to come in and mm-hmm. provide the their respite for your family members. Mm-hmm. And those,
0: If they had an ARC there, then that might be someone who would come out and...
1: Um, not be, all the ARCs do what we do. Oh, I see. Yeah, every all of us do something different. Mm-hmm. Um, but our ARC chapter has a contract with the state of Tennessee to provide that case management. Got it. So every state is different. Every program is different. Mm-hmm. Our chapter does that here. In I'm West glad County.
0: we do. I'm so glad that we do because it's such a, a, an important uh, part of life, making sure that they are able to make their own decisions and, and have that level of freedom and that happiness that, right. that we sometimes take for granted that we can make those choices.
1: Yes, and it's quite often, uh, being a parent myself, I want to make that decision, what I think is best for my son, but um, he needs to advocate for himself, you know, which he does very well. <laughs> uh, uh, but what I want to, that I think he should do is not necessarily what he wants to do. So it's making sure that my son and all these other people that we work in case management have a say in what's going on in their life.
0: Mm-hmm. So tell us about your
1: son. Uh, my son... It's almost 30 years old, mm-hmm. and he has Down syndrome. And uh, when he was born, almost 30 years ago, I automatically became an advocate for people with disabilities because you, it. it comes naturally now you know when you have a person a family member born with a disability you immediately need to reach out to find the resources in your community find connect get connected to parents who are, are experiencing the same thing
0: right right and so is that really what started you on the path toward becoming ceo of the arc
1: yes i was the director for the down syndrome association of middle tennessee for 17 years oh and I'm, i've been with the Arc for seven years so okay I have a little experience in this. So you know Alicia... Talbot. Talbot. Yes, Yes, I
0: do. She's a fabulous lady. Yes. We've done some stuff with her and with the Down Syndrome Association of Middle Tennessee. Okay, so what what else does the ARC do then? We've kind of taken an idea of what that looks like when a caseworker gets involved and Mm -hmm. helps...
1: They have to. Uh, our caseworker will visit with that individual once a month, and sometimes more than that, just checking in to making sure everything is going well for mm-hmm. that person. Okay. With our family support program, we can uh, assist financially with a few things for family members, and we do that in Davidson County and Wilson County. Okay. In addition to that, we do a program called Traumatic Brain Injury Program. We can provide some of that same assistance to individuals with a TBI statewide. We do statewide with the Traumatic Brain Injury Grant.
0: Okay. Well, what are the needs for somebody with a traumatic brain injury? Like this means they've been in maybe like a car crash or a yes, some sort of an, uh, yeah. something
1: like that. Um, maybe born with a, not born with, but something that happened at birth oh, or right. somewhere down the road in life. Uh, we can assist them with different things. Um, you know, sometimes their needs are a little more intense than others, and um, so we have some funds available to assist those uh, those individuals on a statewide level
0: with uh, equipment, with
1: a- equipment, um, home, modification. home modifications, home modifications, additional therapies, and different things that they may need um, that there are no other resources for. Got it. This has been this program has been available. Made available to them.
0: Okay, that's good because a lot of times when a family goes through that, it just wipes them out financially. Yes, wipes them out.
1: Yes, we and can provide some assistance. There, not we're limited again. Sure. On the amount that we can help, but we do have some funds available. Now, is the ARC nonprofit? We are a nonprofit.
0: Yes. So, as we're talking about the limited funds, I just want our listeners to keep in mind that the nonprofit means that it's supported by the community. Yes. And that if we give more, then you will have more money to do things with. That's correct. Okay. So what else do you want to tell us about?
1: We also work um, trying to find uh, employment for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. We work with uh, the individuals can come to us and we can um, assess their skills. We can help them with resumes. We can work with them to gain interview skills. And then we can take them out of the community and try to assist them in finding employment. Um We also do uh, pre-employment transition skills training for the students in metro schools who have um, exited high school but can stay in the school for a couple more years. Mm -hmm. We work with those students to also uh, train them for employment after after school, trying to get them ready to go out into the community to work.
0: Okay, so they just need like a little extra support to get from Mm -hmm. school to job.
1: Yes. Um, part of that training is teaching them self-advocacy skills, uh, uh, helping them to understand what their disability is, and to be there able to express their needs because of their disability. Right. That's great. Now, a
0: lot of people know the ARC for their van that goes around or their truck that goes around and picks up donated items. So Is that what happens with these donated items? What do you do with them, and how does that support the entire program?
1: The pickup service, is um, a great service for those people who have used clothing and household goods and items that they no longer need or want. We contract with a pickup service to, to go out and pick up those items from the home, and you, it's real easy to do. Just call and schedule the pickup. Once the items are picked up, they're, they're sold to a company that has uh, several thrift stores in town. Oh, Now, the art We do not own or manage the thrift stores, but the funds that come from the sale of the goods come back into our budget, and it's very important to our budget to get those funds. So we greatly appreciate everyone that's ever had used the ARC pickup service, and we encourage you to do that, again, as many times as you can, because that money really does support us in our our mission.
0: Okay. So uh, I'll I'll definitely be doing that sometime soon. I think <laughs> over the winter I I save things and over the summer I save things and I think there are a couple of times a year I could probably say, hey guys, yeah. got some stuff for you. If you're just joining us, thank you. First of all, I'm Anna Marie. This is Focus and we're talking with Sheila Moore, the Chief Executive Officer of the Arc of Davidson County and Greater Nashville. So you've got the truck that picks up the donated items, they're sold, the money goes back into the ARC for all the things that it does for people. What do you wish more people knew about the Ark?
1: I wish the community knew that we were just not the pickup service, that our organization does so many more things, and that their are uh, items that are sold, and how important that money is, because the grants just cover so many things. Yeah. And then with this additional money into our budget, we can provide some scholarships for uh, post-secondary education. We can assist families to travel to conferences and do some things like that that the, uh, the grant dollars will not cover.
0: Right. What kind of conference?
1: We recently assisted a family to attend the RQS Policy Conference in Washington. And that conference assists families in learning to talk to legislators and Inform the families of all the legislative issues that are going on, bills that are being written, and how all those things can affect people with disabilities and our families. So that's part of what the RQS does. They keep us all informed about what's going on in Washington. And because that's
0: important. If you if you have people who tend to not be able to speak up for themselves, you have to get somebody trained and out there and able to do it.
1: Yes, the RQS. We'll do that for all of the art chapters, yeah. and then occasionally we'll be able to send a family to Washington to experience what that's all about. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a great it's a great conference. And then there's some local things that we can also assist families to attend if we have the extra money in the budget.
0: Okay, if you could like wave a magic wand and make something happen for the ARC of Davidson County and Greater Nashville, what would that be? What would you want them to be able to do?
1: I, I wish we had the money in the budget to provide a lot more programs, provide a lot more assistance to families. Like
0: what's needed that's not being covered now?
1: We get a lot of requests from the um, aging population. And, of course, a lot of the aging individuals have a disability. Oh, true. We are very limited on funds. Occasionally we can get a small grant to help with utilities um, our rent, And it would be great if we could provide services to anybody that calls us that needs it. But particularly, it would be great to kind of increase what we can do for the aging and disability Mm -hmm. population. And then employment, oh my gosh, we just would love to work with more employers in the community to ease their mind about employing people with disabilities, and that would be great. We have a lot of people with a disability who do want to work.
0: Yes, what kinds of jobs are you able to find for people with disabilities?
1: We uh, recently found an individual a job with the pickup service, the pickup service that picks up our goods. This young man is working in the office there, assisting there. We worked with AIG. AIG hired about 30 people with a disability to work on a project Yay. in their warehouse, scanning and uh, documents, paper documents in, in, into digital documents. We've worked just a variety of places around town. Mm-hmm. It takes us a while sometimes to find the right fit. Yes, but when it works, it works, and it's great.
0: So, if you are an employer and you're interested in that, what do they do? How do they reach out to you?
1: Just call the ARC and ask to talk to someone in the getting a job and employment, and we'll we'll connect them to the right person. Mm-hmm. Anything I've
0: neglected to ask, but you think is really important that we add so people know about the ARC.
1: We receive calls every day, many calls, of families and individuals requesting assistance. And we can't provide all those things, but we uh, have a list of resources in the community and other agencies that might be able to assist them as well. Mm -hmm. So we can try to connect them to the right resource. That's a huge thing that we do. If you're not involved in any of the programs, we can try to help you get connected into the community where you need to be
0: because i think that's a huge huge thing people just don't know where to turn we don't have we don't have any idea what's out there
1: no and, and it's not uh it's not that you would have to know that but if you're in the disability community mm-hmm. that's probably one of the first things you're going to do is try to see what's available in your community right for you or your family member
0: and most people don't know where to start i guess is what i'm getting at it's like
1: what do i do yes
0: where do I look? And yes. so, they, yes,
1: just call the ARC. You can call the ARC Davidson County, the ARC Tennessee. All, any ARC in our state should be able to connect you to an agency that you need to be connected to in your community.
0: Good. And uh, I think you can also still call 211.
1: Yes, 211. The resources are there as well. And we often tell families, call it. The 211.
0: Yes, it's the 211 it's is the information number, but it is for the nonprofits and for the resources available for people in need here in Middle Tennessee. So, do you have a Facebook page? Yes, we do. Okay, so uh, if you're looking for more information, you can go to their Facebook page or just look up the ARC in uh, Davidson County and Greater Nashville. Thank you for joining us. Thank, Thank you for you. all that you do.
1: Thank you. We appreciate that. We appreciate you wanting to know more about the ARC.
0: We found out that a lot of us kind of have some hoarding tendencies and that it's hard for us to get rid of things unless we have a place that we know they're going to do some good. So this morning, I'm going to talk to Jamie Berry from Goodwill. Good morning, Jamie.
2: Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) What things are you looking for in particular? You know, we... We'll take mostly anything, but right now we really need clothing, shoes, household goods, and accessories. So those are items that if you have around the house that you no longer, you know, are using or need, those are the items you really want. What if
0: they're a little bit more than gently
2: used? It's okay. You know, we still want it because the goal of Goodwill is to be environmentally friendly. You know, we want to keep everything out of the landfill. So if you have an item that you think, I'm just going to throw this away because Goodwill can't use it. We actually can, because even if it's not store quality, we can put it with our items that we sell to different businesses who Mm -hmm. who buy in bulk. And those items are then reused for whatever purpose they might need it for. For instance, an automotive company might use the items to wipe up like an oil spill or something like that. Really? Yeah. I love
0: that, because I had seen sometimes people leaving things by the Goodwill door or something, and I thought, well, they
2: can't use that, but apparently you can we can you know we want to be good stewards of the environment yeah and so you know goodwill was one of the first recyclers we like to say and so we really want to live by that motto and you know make sure that we're keeping the environment you know being environmentally friendly and
0: you're also good stewards of our community members you also help our community members what does goodwill do with the donations we give them
2: well you know most people are familiar with the donating and shopping of goodwill but what they aren't familiar with is how we help people find jobs and what i always tell people is when you donate an item to Goodwill, that item is then sold in our stores. And the revenue from the sale of that item is what funds our mission of providing employment and training opportunities to people in the community. And we do this through Career Solutions. And we have 26 Career Solutions Centers located throughout our 48 county territory. And these Career Solution Centers provide free services to people in the community who are either unemployed or underemployed. And these services range from job readiness to how to write a resume to how to dress for success, basic computer skills. So we see people come in that have never even touched a computer. And we've seen people who have more advanced skills. And we can provide them with the services that they need that meets that skill set.
0: I thought that Goodwill and I don't know that I'm alone in this. I thought that Goodwill just
2: helped people who had some sort of a physical or mental challenge. Well, we do help people with disabilities, but we also help anyone who's out of work. So, we help ex-offenders. That's actually a big amount of people that we help. I think 31% of the people who came to Career Solutions in 2013 looking for help had some type of criminal background. Mm -hmm. 36% reported some type of disability. We also help people who maybe are senior citizens and had retired, and now they realize, oh, I need to get back into that workforce. Yeah, they've outlived that
0: money that they had put away.
2: Right, and now I don't know how to do that. And so we really help those folks. It's not just people with disabilities, we help anyone that needs that job. Why is it important, Jamie, to help ex-offenders? Why is it important we get them into jobs? Well, you know, when these ex-offenders get out of prison, they're given a certain amount of time. I think it's a few months where they're required to find work. And oftentimes, they struggle to find employers who will hire an Mm. ex-offender. So if these folks come to Career Solutions, we have 1,300-plus employers that are actively hiring people who go through Career Solutions. So when you come to Career Solutions, you're not just applying for a job at Goodwill. We're going to help you find a job within these 1,300 plus employers. And many of these employers do hire ex-offenders. So they need it, number one, to stay out of prison again because if they don't get that job they're going to go back to prison. Number two, Goodwill feels like everybody deserves that second chance. Mm -hmm. You know, you made a mistake in the past but now it's present. It's present time and it's really time to make sure that that person can live to their full potential. And by going through career solutions and helping getting those skills we can help you with that and we actually have a guy that we helped in 2013 He had just been released from prison. He had served about 30 years and he didn't know what to do. So he came to Career Solutions and he started applying for jobs. He went through our retail training program. He went through job readiness. He went through the resume writing program. He did dress for success and he took our computer classes. And being in prison 30 years, he's told me that, you know, I knew nothing about computers. Oh, yeah. And so we knew that he needed immediate money because he. He had just gotten out of prison. And so we found him a job with Pizza Hut as a delivery guy. And he did that for several months. But he decided he wanted to be an entrepreneur. And so a few months ago, he opened up a very small little drive-through restaurant called Oo Wee Barbecue, where everything is Oo good. <laughs> and he's doing wonderful. And, wow. you know, so he. Has, you know, we've interviewed him and he says, without the help of Goodwill, I wouldn't be where I am today. In fact, without Goodwill, I would probably be back in prison because he wouldn't have been able to find that job. We say we'd like to reduce crime, but. That's
0: a literal way to actually do it, is to make sure that they have another option.
2: It is, you know, and the founder of Goodwill from 1902 always said that he believed in giving a hand up and not a handout. Yeah. And, you know, that starts with employment, because once you get that job, then you can make those right decisions to really move forward and be successful. So now that we know
0: that Goodwill helps anyone who needs a job or is under Employed. Unemployed. You said you have some kind of basic rule of thumb that we can use when we're trying to clean the house out or when we're trying to live our lives in a less cluttered way because you do these things yourself.
2: I do. You know, I last year decided that I was going to live by the one in, one out rule. Mm-hmm. And what I do is if I go buy a new pair of shoes or a pair of shoes from Goodwill, I make sure that I donate another pair of shoes to Goodwill. And that way, the number of shoes that I have in my closet, let's say 40 pairs of shoes. Is that how many you have, Jamie? I probably have a few more. (laughs) I was just trying to be conservative. (laughs) I love it. Okay, go ahead. So I try to keep the same amount of shoes that I have in my closet so that I'm not overwhelmed. It keeps it clutter-free, and it allows me to give back to Goodwill.
0: True. And I have also heard an organizing expert say the things that you have that you don't use come between you you and the things that you really love and would love to use
2: it's true because when you're overwhelmed and you have so much clutter and you have so many items you forget about the items that you have Mm -hmm. i've had friends tell me before who you know know that i work at goodwill they say man you know i saw this really cute pair of shoes and i went and bought them and then six months later i'm cleaning out my closet for spring cleaning yeah And I realized I'd already bought those shoes. Yeah. And so now I have two pairs of the same shoes. (laughs) And so, you know, it can really save you money, believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Because you're able to find everything.
0: Yeah, I read somewhere that a majority of us end up buying things because we can't find the one we have at the house, no matter what it is, just a, a can opener, just whatever it is, because we're not organized and we're so cluttered. So let's get uncluttered and let's give it to Goodwill.
2: That's right. You know, we kicked off a new campaign in February. Mm -hmm. And it's called the one year rule. And basically what it is, is if you haven't used it, worn it or played with it in a year, it's time to give it to Goodwill.
0: Now, listen, we've heard of the one year rule. It's hard to actually kick that into action. But I think knowing that it's going to someone and knowing that it's going to help and make a big difference is going to help us a little bit.
2: I totally agree. Because otherwise it's like,
0: well, I still might suddenly shrink down to a size two and fit into that. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. <laughs> got your skinny clothes, got your fat clothes, and you keep them all. You do. Okay, so. you want one more tip that I found that helps when I share it with my friends? If you have a collection of things that you love, here's my wonderful collection, but it kind of g- gets out of hand. Pick your favorite one and keep that as a memento of your collection. I love that. Your favorite one, or maybe your favorite three. I love it. And display them, or use them, but get rid of the rest, and do what with them? Give Give it it to Goodwill. Goodwill. All right, anything else that we want to make sure that listeners know about? Uh, When can they give things to Goodwill, and does Goodwill pick up?
2: We do pick up, but it's mostly for estate pickups to help seniors if they're downsizing or something like that. So, if you do have a situation like that, please feel free to call us. Where it's at, a bunch of stuff, basically. Right. You can bunch. call us at 615-742-4151 yeah. and get more information on that. But we try to make it very convenient for people to donate. We have more than 80 Donation Express centers across our territory. The hours do vary at different locations. So, I would recommend that you go to our website, org. Mm-hmm. If you click on locations, you can look up and find the Donation Express Center nearest you. You and it'll provide the hours for you. Give it to, and the number two. That is correct.
0: Give it to goodwill.org. That
2: is right. All right, and Jamie Berry. I wish you could
0: see her. She just has the sweetest smile. Just a nice, nice person. <laughs> Definitely love helping Goodwill. You're sweet. Thank you for joining us and for helping us. Thank you so much. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Jay Phelps for producing today's show. We're going to post it on our Focus Facebook page so you can check it out there and share it with friends. And if you have any questions or comments about the show or have ideas for For future Focus programs, things you'd like to see us talk about, make sure you put it there as well. Make sure you join us again next week. I'm Anna Marie, and that's Focus.